Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnerless. I have two older sisters. The younger of the two is the one I often mention on the show. We had a lot in common in terms of the television and movies we watched. My eldest sister and I, while we get along wonderfully, did not watch a lot of TV and movies. There was one exception to this, and that was at Christmas time. We would watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas together. I always thought, even at a young age, that she was sort of humoring me, maybe trying to spend some quality time with her little brother while he enjoyed a holiday cartoon. This turned out to not be the case, and I found that out in a very sweet way. When we first got our VCR, it freed us from the chains of having to watch a TV show on a specific night. And one of the shows that we would normally have booked all our time around was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It wasn't the first Christmas we had our VCR, but the second one. And I remember because the first one we didn't have a lot of tapes. In the intervening year, we did get some and I had set the Grinch to record. Everything seemed to go off without a hitch, and I thought we would watch it the following weekend together. But in the meantime, the tape was accidentally used to record something else. We only had one video store in my town. Around the holidays, it was very difficult to get any of the holiday movies. So in my head, I had completely lost my opportunity to watch the Grinch that year. My sister, though, had other ideas. She went out and bought a copy of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and this was back when tapes were a little bit more expensive. I don't know where she got it. I think it might have been used. I didn't care. I was ecstatic, and actually it seemed so was she. And that very weekend, the weekend I thought we would watch it together, we took our places in the living room, me way too close to the television in front of the coffee table, her on the couch relaxing, both of us eating whatever treats we could find in the house, and for a brief moment we both escaped into this magical Christmas realm. I really like the things that my sisters and I can enjoy together. And with my older sister, we might not go to the same movies, we might not watch the same television shows or read the same books, but once a year, at Christmas, we can both agree on one thing. We have to watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Now, we live in different areas now, but just last week, we both talked about how we had both watched it, and that made me want to talk about the special on the show. So on today's show, we're going to talk about Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. We'll talk about the book, the movie, and the talented people who helped make it. We'll talk a little bit about Dr. Seuss. We'll talk about the plot, the soundtrack, sequels, and other versions. And we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us. So without further ado, let's start the show.
Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a animated television special from 1966. It was directed by Chuck Jones. It was based on a book written by Theodore Geisel, better known as Dr. Seuss, which was written in rhymed verse with illustrations by the author and was published first as a book by Random House in 1957 and at about the same time in an issue of Red Book magazine. Almost immediately, the book was a hit. It was very well reviewed, very well received, like a lot of Dr. Seuss's work. I'd like to talk just a little bit about Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss is the pen name of Theodore Geisel. Geisel was born in 1904, passed away in 1991. He would publish 46 children's books, all of them highly imaginative, well-written, and beautifully illustrated. Some books you might know of his include The Cat in the Hat, The Lorax, Hop on Pop, Green Eggs and Ham, and the list goes on and on and on. While we're here to talk about how the Grinch stole Christmas, 11 television specials were made on Seuss works, four feature films, and a couple of other things we'll talk a little bit about later. Seuss was a perfectionist. He also wasn't interested in animating any of his books, but Chuck Jones, who was a successful animator and director, stayed on him and finally was able to talk him into making How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Charles Martin Chuck Jones, born in 1912 and passed away in 2002, he was an animator, producer, screenwriter, director. He's probably best known for all his work on the Looney Tunes and Merry Melody shorts for Warner Brothers. His name is pretty much synonymous with Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and the whole gang. Three of his shorts were actually entered into the National Film Registry. One Froggy Evening, What's Opera Doc, and Duck and Muck. When Jones left Warner Brothers, he started his own production company, Sib Tower 12 Productions. There he would produce some new Tom and Jerry shorts and the television special, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Today's show is brought to you by your winter party supply store. Apparently that's a thing. Some people have everything, everything for a winter fling. Better go out there and get all those winter party supplies before the Grinch steals them all. The plot of the animated special is very similar to the book, although the art style is a bit different in the original book. Everything is pretty much done in black and shades of red. There's some sort of pink in there. And of course, in the book, there is no music. But almost all of the narration comes directly from the book. The story is about a character, the Grinch, who was voiced by Boris Karloff. He lives in a cave on top of Mount Crumpet, which is located above the town of Whoville. And this Grinch is not a nice character, and he decides that he has hated Christmas his whole life, and this year he's going to do something about it. He takes his dog Max, dresses up like Santa Claus, and heads into Whoville to ruin everything. There he meets Cindy Lou Who, and thinks that he is going to ruin Christmas for everybody by stealing all their stuff. But in the end, that's not really what Christmas is all about. And all the good Whos in Whoville teach him a very important lesson and help to redeem this irredeemable character. But not a ton of voice work in this. You had the narrator, which was Boris Karloff, who also does the voice of the Grinch. Boris Karloff was born William Henry Pratt in 1887, passed away in 1969 probably best known for playing Frankenstein, and because he was considered a scary actor, Dr. Seuss had a problem with casting Boris Karloff, thinking that it would make the Grinch too scary for kids. Fortunately, he was wrong. Chuck Jones was right, and Karloff got cast. 
if you watch the special, you'll notice that when Karloff is narrating, he has one voice, but then when he goes into the Grinch voice, it's different. Originally, they were recorded exactly the same, but after the recording, the highs in the voice were removed mechanically, which gives them this sort of gravelly, level voice that you hear. It makes it a little different, gives it a sort of unworldly quality. Most of what you'll hear in How the Grinch Stole Christmas is Boris Karloff, but there were a couple of other notable voice talents in this special. June Foray voiced Cindy Lou Who. She was uncredited. Foray was born in 1917, a prolific voice actress. She voiced Rocky the Flying Squirrel in Bullwinkle, Jokey Smurf, Witch Hazel, and if you're a DuckTales fan, she was Magica Dispel. Dallas McKennon gave sound to Max long, long voice career. He passed away in 2009. He's probably best known as the voice of Gumby and as Archie Andrews in the Filmation Archie series. He was also the voice of Buzz Buzzard in the Woody Woodpecker cartoons. Finally, Thurl Ravenscroft was the singer of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Now with a little bit more info about one of the talented people behind How the Grinch Stole Christmas, here's Vic Sage with another Why Should I Know This Person? Hi friends, Vic Sage here with Why Should I Know This Person? And this time we are shining the spotlight on the legendary Thurl Ravenscroft. Thurl Arthur Ravenscroft was born in Norfolk, Nebraska on February 6, 1914. Leaving Nebraska for California in 1933, he found success as part of a singing group called The Mellow Men. The Mellow Men could be heard as backup singers for the likes of Spike Jones, Joe Stafford, Rosemary Clooney, and Bing Crosby to name just a few. The group also made an appearance in the Glenn Miller story alongside Jimmy Stewart. Ravenscroft and the Mellow Men made an early contribution to Walt Disney's Pinocchio with a song entitled Honest John, and while that scene ended up being excised from the film, it can be heard on the special features portion of the 2009 DVD release. During World War II, Thurl served as a civilian navigator for the U.S. Airport Transport Command. For five years, he flew courier missions across the North and South Atlantic and could lay claim to having Bob Hope and Winston Churchill as passengers. After the war, Thurl would continue to work with Walt Disney and the Mellow Men, making musical and voice work contributions to Alice in Wonderland as a card painter, as well as Lady and the Tramp as the voice of Al the Alligator and one of the singing pound dogs. Thurl and the Mellow Men can be seen in a couple of episodes of the Walt Disney Television series. In one episode for the then-upcoming Lady and the Tramp, they can be seen recording their chorus parts as the Pound Dogs. Ravenscroft lent his vocal talents to many of the famous Disneyland rides and attractions, such as Buff the Buffalo Head from the Country Bear Jamboree, Fritz the Parrot from the Tiki Room, the first mate on the Mark Twain Riverboat, the Pirates of the Caribbean, a background voice during the course of its small world, and of course as Uncle Theodore and one of the singing busts for the Haunted Mansion. Thurl was also the narrator for the story and song of the Haunted Mansion LP. While his vocal work on the Haunted Mansion is well known, there are two other roles he might even be more famous for. One is the voice of Tony the Tiger, a fact that he once addressed by saying, I'm the only man in the world that has made a career with one word. Great! Thurl also supplied the singing vocal for You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And sadly, thanks to an unintended omission from the credits, most people at the time thought that Boris Karloff and even Tennessee Ernie Ford was responsible for the popular song. Producers Chuck Jones and Dr. Seuss, upon learning of the accidental mistake, took out a full-page ad in Variety to correct the oversight. 
Ravenscroft provided voice work and vocals to many classic animated films and TV shows, often being uncredited, such as Sleeping Beauty, The Sword in the Stone, 1971's The Cat in the Hat, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Snoopy Come Home, Halloween is Grinch Night, The Lorax, 1977's The Hobbit, and the Brave Little Toaster series, to name just a few. This has been Vic Sage with Why Should I Know This Person? Signing off until next time. Thanks, Vic. The special aired for the first time on December 18, 1966, on CBS, and it had a budget of $315,000. It was pretty well received. People were pretty happy with it right away, and it would instantly become a welcome addition to the normal American holiday canon of TV specials. One of the things that makes it so special is the music. The music was by Albert Haig and Eugene Podani. Haig would work on a lot of Broadway musicals. He was also an actor who was on the TV series Fame, where he played Benjamin Shirovsky, the music teacher. If you are a Space Jam fan, he also has a small role in that film as the psychiatrist. Eugene Podani also worked on the film as a composer, worked on a lot of Looney Tunes stuff. In 1966, MGM released a soundtrack LP to go along with the television special. Since then, the soundtrack has been re-released by several different companies. It is not exactly the same as what you will hear in the television special. One of the more interesting things to hear is Boris Karloff doing all the voices, including Cindy Lou Who, in the recording. So, worth listening to if you're a fan. Zero Mostel also released a recorded version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. If you're a completist and want to hear somebody else doing it, it's worth checking out as well. After these messages, we'll be right back. You two up for a little game? We'll take you on after this complete breakfast, including my vitamin-backed Frosted Flakes. They bring out the tiger in you. Her playing the net, that ought to be yeah. good. Frosted Flakes, good. Well, great. great. You show up, you're a tiger. Show up what you can do. Big tiger. The taste of Tony's Could make my heart light up so bright. You just squeeze my hand. That's right. Just $14.95 when you spend $35. The Grinch, only at Macy's. And now, back to the show. Because it was so popular, How the Grinch Stole Christmas would spawn a television special sequel of sorts, a Halloween special called Halloween is Grinch Night, which aired on ABC in 1977. This was a prequel and had the Grinch coming down to Whoville to scare the Whovillians every Halloween. In 1982, the Grinch returned in The Grinch Grinches the Cat in the Hat, sometimes known as The Cat in the Hat Gets Grinched. Neither of these are as successful as the original, but both would go on to win Emmy Awards, which shows just how hungry this world is for the Grinch. In 2000, a full-blown film by Universal Pictures and Imagine Entertainment was released starring Jim Carrey and directed by Ron Howard. The film had mixed reviews, but it was the number one film for four weeks and would go on to gross $345 million, making it the second highest grossing holiday film of all time behind... 
That's right, Home Alone. A property like this is bound to get rebooted again and again and again. Universal Pictures has announced that they are working on a computer-animated remake of the film. No details on the casting, but the buzz on the street is that it will be released at some point in 2015. I imagine around Christmas time. If you need a little extra fix of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, there is a musical adaptation of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas the Musical. I know it tours during the holiday season and has been in many cities, so if you are a fan, maybe it's not too late. Check your local theater scene and see if it's playing in your area. How the Grinch Stole Christmas was released on VHS for the first time in 1986 and has been reissued on VHS and DVD and Blu-ray on a regular basis ever since then. It has gotten to the point where I looked to watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas this year, and I have four copies of How the Grinch Stole Christmas on disc alone, not even counting some videotapes I probably have lying around. But that's okay, because you're never sure when you're going to need some Grinch and in what format, so you better have some extra lying around. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a magical holiday special that should put a smile on your face. So this Christmas season, sit down with that someone special, get your favorite recording in whatever format you enjoy it in, Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Make it a tradition. It is things like that that enhance the holiday season and help to build memories. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist.com and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks to Vic Sage for another great Why Should I Know This Person. If you have feedback for Vic, you can email him at vicsage at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. You're a mean one. Retroist. This has been a Retroist production. Goodbye.